Hello, and welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. This show features conversations between diverse technology professionals discussing women in the industry, cutting edge innovations, the future of work, deeply technical topics, and the ways that we can all work together to make the world a more inclusive place. We hope you enjoy. And if you do, please subscribe, rate, and comment. Hi, my name is Jesse Barnes. I'm a full stack um, software engineer. Alex is a product leader, software engineer, and speaker committed to building an inclusive tech and community. She's passionate about racial equity in Oakland. What a great background. Can you tell us more about your journey, Alex? Sure. Um, so I started working in um, San Francisco, kind of started out my career in tech. Um, and at the time I felt like product was kind of the thing to do. And, uh, it, it felt like I was interested in this path, um, and this journey because, you know, when I joined tech, it was kind of seen as a way to influence the organization and, um, kind of a key in building products. Um, but I've always done freelance software engineering on the side. So in the past couple of years, have done a lot of thinking and realization that in my day-to-day -day work, I actually enjoy doing like coding a lot more than having meetings and doing other producty things. Um, so recently I've transitioned from a product manager at my current company, Worry Parker, into a full-time engineer. Um, and it's been really fun. So that's kind of my journey up to today. Oh, that's awesome. What do you like the most about coding day to day? I think it fits with how I work a lot better. Um, I think I'm someone who likes to kind of dive in and understand where I'm at and then figure out what is the best way for me to come up with a solution or to solve a problem. Um, I think when I was doing this in product, it was a lot more hands off. Um, it was like a lot more big picture and then and then kind of relying on engineers to do the implementation but uh i think for myself i really actually enjoy like the satisfaction of solving things and being able to work through an issue or build something and kind of seeing it run and seeing it come together is it feels really satisfying and fulfilling so um those are some of the things that i really like in my in my daily work yeah, amazing. Yeah, we love to problem solve <laughs> as engineers. Um, so lately I've wondered which pathway to take in my career and in, within the industry, if I want to go into management or if I wanted to go into infrastructure. And I was wondering um, with your experience, what is your advice to engineers like myself and others? I think it really depends on on you and what you're passionate about. Can you tell me a little bit about kind of what your background is and, and what you're looking for? Yeah, I mean, I'm super passionate about um, coming to work every day and solving problems. And um, I like the overall big picture, but I do like to execute things and get things done. 
Um, so I think I'm wondering, do I do something because I think it's the right way to go or do I do something because I, I love it? Mm, I, mean, I think, I think for most people, um, there are so many options in all these fields. Um, mm -hmm. So I think even as an engineer, you mentioned um, you consider yourself like a full stack engineer that gives you so many ways to think about, you know, what code, what languages do I want to learn? What type of projects do I want to explore? Um, you also mentioned infrastructure, um, which is a whole nother, you know, uh, ball game of things that you could do and ways that you could play around with. Um, so I think I don't have any gen like it's too specific advice um, because I both of those areas I don't know a lot about, but I think for people in general, um, I highly encourage people to take time to figure out what areas they like to work in and where they feel like they can really show up with their personal talents and gifts and have that match like a need in a company or a need in the industry. Um, one thing that I've really enjoyed working in tech, and I don't know if this is a common thing outside of tech, probably, um, but in most uh, you know, organizations, employees have budgets to kind of learn and for development. So um, almost any company I've worked for, I think every company I've worked for, I've you know found some class that I'm interested in that's maybe tangentially related to my job or maybe not. Um, last year I took like a UX design course and uh, you know, a lot of companies will um, pay for their employees to spend this time for development, learning new skills, um, kind of finding your interests. So I really encourage people to do this. And I think if you're exploring different areas um, that you haven't really bef before, it's a good opportunity to take a class or maybe um, advocate for a project that you might be interested in and see how it meshes with your kind of what you're looking for and what you enjoy. Oh, I love that. That's such a good answer. Um, I'm definitely going to apply that advice. Um, so we, we spoke a little before the interview and something you said you wanted our audience or women to know is to find a company that celebrates you, your intentions, your personal values. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, um, I think this is so important. And one thing that actually makes me so sad <laughs> is I think a lot of people um, are really unhappy in their jobs. And sometimes I talk to friends who are like, oh, I feel really burnt out. Um, or, you know, they're, they're switching industries or they're switching careers because they don't feel either valued or they don't feel like their work is really aligning with either personal intention or personal goals or personal values. Um, and I think it's really heartbreaking because I do feel like there is the ability for each of us to spend our time every day. Um, you know, we're spending hours and most of our day in uh, in work, and it should be work that we feel like we enjoy and is we're gaining something out of, and we feel we feel fulfilled by it. Um, and for me, as I've grown in my career, I feel like the key areas that I've discovered um, that make this work more meaningful is one, do I feel like I'm working on a product or do I feel like I'm working for a company that is doing something 
that I think is positive or impactful and is, is creating something new or valuable for whoever their customers are. And then two, am I working for people, whether it's you know the founders or leadership or teams that I actually like to be around and respect and show up with and interact with every day? Um, so I think about that a lot because I think sometimes we make decisions because we think, you know, this is a really, um, like, like people talk about this company a lot. It's, it's very exciting. It looks good on my resume, or we think, you know, this has a great salary, um, whatever the factors might be. I think oftentimes we make decisions that aren't really based in how well does it align with who I am. Um, and I think when we start to understand what are the ways in which we want to show up in the world and use our talents to help be in service of others or to help, um, you know, build something that is going to really have a positive impact on people that can help direct you toward companies or opportunities or teams where you're going to really feel like even if the work gets difficult or you're having a hard day, um, you're there for a reason. Yeah, inshallah. I love that, being of service. What a great way to put that. Um, yeah, I love that answer. Thanks so much, Alex. That was really a great answer. Um, what types, well, sorry. So Warby Parker is an eyewear company. Um, can you tell us more about the software engineering side? Yeah. Um, I don't even know how we call ourselves anymore. I think that one thing that really not surprised me, but I had to learn when I first joined Warby Parker was I think I first remember learning about Warby um, when I was in college and it was like a case study. It was like a HBS case study. Um, and I think at the time and for a long time, people kind of thought of Warby as, you know, a pioneer in direct to consumer. Um, mm -hmm. And then that was also my impression. And when I got there, it's like, in a lot of ways, we are a direct-to-consumer brand, but we're also a healthcare company. We also provide eye exams. Like we're really focused on this question of how can we help people to see? Um, and what are all the ways that we can make that better from selling you products um, that are at you know higher quality at a lower cost or by providing you with a better experience of how you shop for um, how you shop for eye care or even eyewear, how you go to an office and get your exam and what that whole process looks like. So I think it's very exciting um, because there's a lot of ways in which I think as like an industry, um, not, not eyewear, but like e-commerce, e-commerce in general, there's a lot of this interplay between offline and online. And I think um, it's really cool to work in a space where we have a lot of like ability to drive what that what that future looks like and you know what that experience looks like. So um, Warby Parker, you know, we have our websites, we have our retail stores, we have our mobile app. Um, and I think a lot of the projects that um, I'm really excited about or or um, looking forward to and and looking at as a company is how do we uh, connect these experiences for customers and build ways that makes it easy for you to shop for eye care, but also um, makes it easy for an optician to, uh, you know, uh, make an assessment and and have, 
you know, take care of your eye appointment and uh, manage that process. So there's a lot of interesting projects and tech, honestly. Um, I think behind the scenes, um, what's been really cool for me that I didn't expect was having an opportunity to rethink this critical piece of healthcare in this way. Because um, at the end of the day, you know, we have HIPAA rules, we have, um, we're working with, you know, a, a, a key part of someone's health and well-being. Um, and I think it's really cool to work with a company that does that, but is rooted in, in innovation and thinking about how that experience can be improved and be better. Right. And, and that's affordable, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk, you touched on technical projects a tad, a little, would you like to talk more about um, any technical part, uh, projects at Warby Parker? Our virtual vision test. Um, so obviously with COVID, you know, a lot of people don't want to leave the house. Um, and with eye exams and eye, eye prescriptions, anyone who has them knows that you have to like go in and, and get a new prescription um, fairly regularly. Um, but we actually released an app recently where you can do kind of a virtual vision test where if your vision hasn't really changed much, um, we can essentially have you be able to extend your prescription or use your prescription um, until your next in-doctor visit. So yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yes, that's remarkable. Everything has changed in tech since the pandemic. So it's a very interesting time for us especially Warby Parker. Um, you mentioned Warby Parker is hiring. What is the process like for an engineer? Um, we are hiring. If there are people who are interested in working at Warby, um, they can reach out to me. <laughs> I'm happy to chat about Warby Parker anytime. Um, but we have most of our uh, uh, available positions will be on our jobs page. So it's warbyparker.com backslash jobs. Um, definitely reach out to me if, if you do have questions, if there are women who are watching this interview and want to know more about a specific role or specific team. Um, otherwise, the process, you can apply. Uh, one thing I like about interviewing at Warby and something that I think we really emphasize in our interview process is we focus less on like, um, what do you even call those? You know, when you do engineering interviews and you they do like um, code interviews or the um, yeah you yeah yeah I think we focus less on that because a lot of times the way that those questions are done aren't necessarily th things that you end up using in your day to day job, um, and I think we focus more on you know how is this person um, going to is this is this a good opportunity for this person as much as you know this person is is going to fit in with our team so we think a lot about um you know what types of projects you've worked on kind of what your goals are as well more so than like can you do this arbitrary equation um whatever uh, on the spot um so that's quite nice but yeah i'm always available if people have questions about um uh any teams at warby the other thing that I would say um, yes. is not Warby specific, but for anyone, I think a lot of the roles that we have right now are, um, we have a lot of senior roles available. I know we have a few uh, mid-level, maybe junior roles available, but honestly, um, I read something where like most 
men who apply for jobs are like, I don't know, 60% qualified or less. I don't know what the number is, but it's pretty not high. Like the number of things that they meet are not that high. So I also really encourage people. I think a lot of times um, when people see senior roles or like X years of experience, um, they just tend to kind of shy away or avoid. A lot of times if people are ambitious and excited and energetic for a specific opportunity or role, um, but they don't meet all of the things that were listed, um, that's totally fine. <laughs> and a lot of times if you don't have experience in a specific language, um, but you know like front end really well, you can learn React or um, whatever it is uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, I love that. Um, so you encourage everyone to apply regardless of their qualifications at times, just to go for it, especially if they are really interested or have that enthusiasm. I think a lot of times we think we're underqualified for, for roles that we're probably, we could do really well in. I 100% agree with that. Um, what do you think Warby Parker's culture is like? Can you give us a little insight? Um, yeah, one of the things I really love um, about Warby is I think at least when I joined Warby, I really felt like it was the first tech team I was a part of that like va really valued my sanity. <laughs> um, and what I mean by that is like, I think my manager was very adamant about taking time off. Um, it, I also joined like January, 2020. So pretty soon after I joined, it was kind of like everyone was having a rough time. Um, and, you know, very adamant about taking time off um, and being vocal about how is the role meeting your needs um, as much as, you know, how are we feeling in the role? And I think that's so important. Um, and I think that a lot of teams that I worked on before had cultures of like, we're gonna stay here until missing a ship, no matter what time it is. Um, and that's that's okay. And there's definitely situations where, you know, you're um you're rushing to get something out or you're in grind, but I think it's important to also make time to recover and rest um, and prioritize, you know, wellness and mental health. Um, so that's something that I've I've really appreciated. Um, another thing I've really appreciated is I've definitely worked on teams where I'm the only woman of color um, or even the only person of color. Um, and it can be really frustrating and difficult. Um, and I think one thing that I've appreciated about working at Warby is we by no means don't have challenges of, of representation, but I think um, as a team, we're very open about how we discuss and address and highlight where um, we could do better with hiring, with um, you know, programs for employees, um, et cetera. Um, so I think the attitude is different. It's one of like more humility of how can we make sure that we're providing a culture and environment that supports um, and celebrates, you know, inclusion of, of all our employees. Um, and I think that makes a big difference in feeling like you are valued and, and heard. And you belong. Yeah. 
absolutely. Um, so in wrapping up, is there anything that you would like to talk about that we didn't touch on today? I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I think I could talk about any thing else that might be interesting for women who code um, audiences, but uh, if you have anything in mind, then I'm good. Um, trying to think of something. Well, we spoke before and you talked about kind of, you kind of touched on this in our interview and you mentioned like sometimes we think we're supposed to, and I know we've talked about this a little here today, but you've talked about like thinking the right thing. So maybe it's going to a company that has a lot of prestige, right? Over maybe one that aligns with your values. Where, where along your journey did you really find this to, where did you see a paradigm shift within yourself where you realize it's not about like what's on your resume, but going to work and being of service every day? Do you remember that shift? That's a great question. Um, I don't think it was like, bam. Right. Um, I think it was probably also a factor of like, happiness I think it's it's very clear when someone is not happy and not feeling fulfilled um and I think you know hopefully people can kind of recognize them that in themselves as well if you're not energized to to um go to work if you're not feeling rewarded when you you know finish something that you've been working on working really hard on um, so hopefully people are able to recognize that. I think for me, it was a combination of just seeing the difference between how I felt in situations where I didn't feel like I was doing work that I, that was impactful, or, um, I didn't feel like I was doing work that was like doing something really good that I would be like, yes, I, you know, did this, I changed this. Um, and when I was doing freelance software development, um, which also, if there's any individuals who are transitioning into engineering, I highly encourage you to look at doing like freelance projects because it can be a great way to to build up your um, like experience if you if you're not ready to move into a full time role. Um, but when I was doing freelance software development, I felt like I had a lot more agency to choose who I worked with. And I was like, okay, I only want to work with founders of color. I only want to work on projects that are, you know, serving, um, doing something that is helping, you know, um, communities that I really care about. Um, and because I felt like I had a lot more agency to, to choose those types of projects and then be able to work with those, those teams and founders and, um, it was just like, wow, this is so different and work doesn't have to be. Um, a place where you feel unseen and you feel like, you know, you're kind of a cog or all these other feelings um, that people might have. And I felt like, wow, work can really feel like, you know, some, it, it, sometimes it's work, but sometimes it can be really exciting and um, energizing and motivating. And so I think for me, the shift came in seeing that contrast um, and, you know, recognizing that like wow I love to be able to say to like push out the, some new feature and um see how people react interact with it and see um you know how it's like shifting narratives or how it's shifting 
um, and benefiting communities or helping people be, you know, more visible. Um, yeah, I think that. That's awesome. I love that answer. It's so funny because it happens, you know, it does happen. Um, so I love that you shared that with us because it's important and I hope everyone finds that, right? Um, it takes time sometimes. Um, well, thank you so much for spending time with us today, Alex, and for giving us this opportunity to ask you questions and for telling us about Orby Parker. We really appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate and comment.